G'day everyone, today is our official first episode of the Answers from the Unqualified. The radio channels deny us for being too topical, and I can see their point. In each episode, we'll be assembling the most average Joes to ask and answer questions that may require a degree in biosolids. So let me introduce the Unqualified hosts, Sean. Hey. AJ. I am probably the least average person here. Takira. Is it a degree in biosolids or a degree in intelligence? We'll have to find out. Maybe that'll be a later discussion. And myself, James Gravel, the new involuntary intern. So, if you can wave anything into existence, what would be the first thing you wave into existence? Now, there are some rules I want to specify that, one, it's not teleported. Like, you don't grab it from some other part of the world. It's created on the spot. And when you actually make a request to make something, it's more like sending it off to the post office and they're kind of busy, so it's up to interpretation. They kind of hand wave it. But apart from that, anything else is possible, provided it doesn't cross those two rules. Let's start with I just imagine it like AJ. A poor, I just imagine yeah, it like a poorly written email as you just like send it. It's like, hey, I really want this. And it goes to like Santa's front office and he's like, who the hell asks for this? Yeah. And sort of throw it, throw it away. Yeah, yeah. So would you like to start us off, AJ? What would you wave into existence? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the first thing I would do would be like to test how stupid it'd be. So I'd probably ask for something really weird and obscene. Uh, let's say a fire-breathing chicken. Fair enough. For a fire-breathing chicken, what would happen to its feathers? It'd be the most masochistic animal known to man. It would definitely be a new definition for cockfighting. What about you, Cockfighting, you just see like massive bursts of flames. So I would probably want to test it out as well as AJ. I would probably test it out by asking for something I would never get on my own accord slash nobody would ever get for me. So I'd probably ask for Blue Fanta. Uh, For a second I thought you were going to ask for something really trivial, like, oh, no one would ever get me lime cordial or something like that well no because you can't get okay from what i've found you can't get blue fanta here and i'm specifically talking about the blue fanta that has elderberries in it does it still count as blue fanta if it just happens to be like dishwashing fluid is it in the branded bottle it's just some random guy filling it up with dish soap because he didn't have any other bottle so in this hypothetical scenario it could be orange fanta dyed blue because there you go, you got Blue Fanta. It's not exactly what you asked for, but you know, it's close enough. But you said it's up for interpretation. It is. Exactly, that's the interpretation. It's just Fanta that's dyed blue. I would have test the limit, so probably like, maybe like a electric, like a laser chainsaw. Because that seems pretty impossible and stuff like that. And if it works, then got a pretty good upper limit for what can be created with this thing. I have a small question. Uh, yeah, shoot. Define laser. It could just be it's a toy laser chainsaw that just shoots rave lasers everywhere it's just a flashlight shaped like a chainsaw one of those glow axes yeah Yeah. guys i think there are so many possibilities for this and just for instance let's go back to the fire breathing chicken the perfect example yes so it breathes fire but if you actually got a fire breathing chicken how does it breathe fire is it a mechanical thing like, does it have fire-breathing glands, or is it actually magical? And if so, what's the limit of said magic? I believe it was magical or through a gland. I think every time it went bakak, it would just shoot this kind of big wave of fire and less of a consistent stream and more of a big poof. I, f- I feel like just at the like post office equivalent, as they're checking your wish, like, ah, close enough, and they just give you a dragon. 
if you could do that, you'd be able to create human life without properly creating it. Through the normal channels, yes. do you mean? Yes. You just wave a human baby into existence. Yeah, you could. I mean, you could. But, but why? Possibly the inverse is possible as well, where you could wave away some of the stuff like that. You said specifically wave into existence, not out of existence. That is I'm not going to say you can't wave in the thing to kill the person. That's that is totally an option. Wave in thousands you could of probably, kill bots. You could probably just wave a whole room in which you can kill someone in. Like, you can kill them yourself, slash with something else, fire-breathing chicken, but you can't wave them out of existence. We're just mm. describing the weirdest serial killer known to man. Saw. Is it Saw? Yes. Yes. Weirder. Yes. Now, I am curious, because we've all kind of done what our first sort of attempt or first tester is, what would you do... If it was, once you're familiar with it, um, let's start with Sean. Ah, uh, food. My first thought would be, one, food. Two, does the food taste the same as normal food? <laughs> and if so, if I think in something as magnificent as garlic bread, is it any garlic bread? Is it different every time? So I like food a lot, so this would be very important. You know, what kind of garlic bread? The uh, possibilities for inquiry are endless. But I just definitely, imagine... definitely food. I just imagine, like, a Russian roulette version of garlic bread. You just, like, press a button and it drops a random flavor of garlic bread or random flavor of a food. It's got one thing wrong with it. Like, it drops down yeah. roast lamb and it's green. It drops think... garlic bread and the bread is doughy. Oh, it's I not don't... even cooked. Oh, oh, wow. That's just... That's just sad. Really, really sad. Oh, no. I feel like my main things that I'd want, again, food. I like food. I'm not allowed much. Well, I'm allowed food, but we don't have the best food. Um, I'd probably, I would probably try my hardest to get a teleporter of some kind, like something I can just slap on my wrist and go anywhere with. Okay, thank because God. There's someone who actually has creative thought. I, I was worried everyone was going to be like, oh, what food should I get? Because ever since I was younger, I just wanted to get either a magic carpet or some way to teleport because I don't like walking across the road to get to school. And also, imagine the travel possibilities. Having to travel on a plane? Uh, no middle seat anymore. True. Uh, moving on, AJ, what would you do once you have a bit more experience with this ability? Uh, guess what, guys? I wouldn't ask for food. Um, what? Why not? No garlic bread? Well, I mean, if I really, really wanted it, but I can't guarantee what kind of food I'm going to get. I mean, like, the post office guy or whatever is probably going to be like, fine, close enough. And they give me, like, a normal piece of toast with just green butter. No, no, no. I would go with probably uh, some equivalent of a hyperbolic time chamber. A what? It's a thing from Dragon Ball Z. It's effectively you walk in and time oh. stops for you. And you could just train for as long as you do and do whatever you want for as long as you want. I was very concerned that you were referring to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where it shows you how insignificant you are in the grand universe of things. And I'm about to say, that is Imagine a very how. weird request. But with the hyperbolic time machine, do you age? Or like, does time stop for you as in your body? Or... If I'm going off the source material I'm thinking of, no, you don't age. Does that mean you could infinitely eat every food <laughs> I and think... truly get a taste for everything? Sean, you'd Do eventually you get just get bored Probably. of the garlic bread. Yeah, that that's 
probably that would probably happen. Well, no, AJ, if you can train in there, you're assuming that you would get better at what you're doing. So by all means, you would probably also get full if you ace. I never once suggested food. That was Sean. Because the reason I like would want this is because there's so many things I want to do in one day that I just don't have the time for. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of our days are just us deciding, hey, we should do this. Uh, mm. It's almost midnight. Yeah, that sort of chamber would change how you kind of looked at what you would do in a day. Personally, if I was going to do something uh, a little bit more novel, I would want, you know, the nanobot suit from Avengers Endgame, where it can just literally shift into any stuff like that? That seems really practical. Like, you can fly, you could probably produce a nanobot pen with your finger. Like, just imagine if you need to quickly take notes, you can just, like, scroll something down. Like, it just seems so much more convenient than, you know bringing stuff with you yes but keep in mind you'd have to trust whatever random system is in place to improve could, your body could you imagine having a bag of holding Ooh, yeah, that would be bag. a good idea well that no because be... if you because it's like you ask for a bag of holding they just give you a normal bag it'd be the best way of smuggling stuff on planes but the issue well, why is why would you need to smuggle stuff on planes when you can just exist into reality once you pass the border Seek of the thrill? I was thinking, okay, we're talking about all the things we can do for ourselves, such as garlic bread, which is very self-indulgent, but very awesome. What do you think this power could be used for other people? For instance, you take the bag of holding and you give it to someone else. So they don't have your cool powers, but they can still smuggle stuff onto planes well, without you. <laughs> Smuggling empire. I mean, you could give them unlimited food. You could give them probably electricity. I'm going to assume that you'd be able to. You oh, could you could create a teleporter or like portals. Okay, again, teleporter. Portal. I said that earlier. Portals yeah. would be, okay, portal gun would be awesome. To keep with the food thing that we discussed before, why not make enough food to cure world hunger? Though, if you give, say, phrases like everyone gets their fair feed, that might cause issues of morbid obesity across the world. Or maybe you would just turn the entire world into a communist state. It really depends. Well, yeah, you could true. give them anything they need to allow countries to be healthy and prosperous. So what is really the need to have people work? Because you can provide it. Indeed. Can I just say, I still think of this like bring everything into existence thing more like a monkey paw situation where whatever you wish for ends up becoming something bad and bites you later. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I cure world hunger. But, like, the main food source becomes, like, cannibalism now. What is it with you and cannibalism? Soylent green, anyone? Yeah, I think the ability has a lot of possibility. But much like AJ said, it's kind of a monkey paw situation where when you get something positive, you always have some sort of downside. Like, I feel like as more people gain benefit from this ability, it just causes more and more issues like world hunger, the failing economics and, you know, all that bad stuff. Sean, you had prepared a question for us. Would you like to share? Yeah, I suppose I would. So my thoughts were, if we could, if we humans could have one ability or attribute from any animal, what would it be? If I may Define, start this like one. attribute. Yeah, ability, attribute, like what are we taking from them? So... It's one thing that animals can do, not particularly, uh, it could be a physical feature, or it just could be something they could do, uh, like uh, geckos can climb walls, and bats can use echolocation, and some animals can even see in the dark. So, and it's just one key trait. Yeah, one key trait. Okay. 
Would all of humanity have this? Uh, yeah, let's say all of humanity has this one thing. What would it be? We're the scientists who must decide. So, yeah, if I may kind of start this off, um, I've always okay. felt very strongly that humanity in its evolution has failed as we have grown more and more hairless. I believe we should take that trait back and instead of having clothes, we just have a sort of furs and maybe clothes on top, but still think about it. When it's winter, everyone complains so it's too got- cold. So you've got to go buy out jumpers, blankets and all that. But if you just have a nice pelt, nice thick pelt, you're warm throughout winter. And when it comes summer time, you get your hell, summer coat. That's well, not how fur yourself. works. Isn't it? No. So you just want to turn the entirety of humanity into furries. Quite literally. <laughs> turn them into head, full Third body animals. hair creatures. Furry is implying that there is a specific interest in that sort of physical design. Here's the issue I find. Like, in actual nature, most animals with lots of fur, like, to actively compete with colder climates, like, say, a polar bear or stuff like that, they don't ever have to deal with warmer climates, usually. Usually, it's not that big a change from their usual environment. Usually, really, really thick stuff to deal with the cold doesn't leave. It sticks around until... It comes back to winter again. Yeah, we would have to constantly either be shaving ourselves to try and cool ourselves down or use as many ways of cooling as physically possible. As a guy who has to shave his beard quite often, uh, I'd rather not have to do that to my entire body. I mean, look at it this way. Uh, You have something like a Siberian Husky, which is an awesome dog, but if you put it in somewhere like Florida, where it's really warm, it's just not adapted for that environment. And as awesome as that animal is, and as its cold-resistant fur is, it's really just not built for the climate. When I first thought of it, I was like, ah, what would be really cool? And I sort of like got into the idea of like, as mentioned before, like echolocation. But I was thinking it's like, ah, eagles, for example, can see for extended distances really, really well. Or better yet, we could just have wings. Now, wings is something I wanted to touch on. So animals can do really cool stuff, sometimes only because of their size. So I know some crabs can actually move their claw and snap their claw so fast they actually break the sound barrier and do crazy stuff like that, but my thoughts are it is likely only due to their size that they can do that. Yeah, like they they weigh very little. Yeah. So how would something like flying work if really we all had wings? wings? Yes, very large wings. Uh, Takira? It wouldn't just have to be flying, though. Like, imagine sugar gliders. They just jump out of trees, and they don't necessarily fly, but they do get places. That's true. If we're still going with the idea of, like, oh, we're scientists and we would give people this trait, I'd love to see you, Dakira, just, like, at the top of a building demonstrating, yeah, I can glide like a sugar glider and just jump. No, I am absolutely horrendous at heights. I feel like, sure, being a sugar glider slash gliding everywhere would be really cool, like you wouldn't need parachutes or anything like that. But at the same time, being able to spin webs like a spider... Or being able to climb like a spider, I believe, would be pretty cool. Actually, that gets me, like, an idea. Because when you think about it, like, Black Widow's webbing is as strong as steel. When a spider produces web, it is very close to their reproductive systems. So would we, as people, also have to shoot webs for close to our reproductive well, systems? 
Well, I mean, we're the scientists, so we kind of move around those genes. I was just going with so, Spider-Man logic out of your hands. Yeah, I, I was mostly going with Spider-Man so, logic. So since we are scientists, and it sounds like we are presenting this idea to the public, what do you think the public would choose? Humanity as a whole, what animal thing do you think they would choose? Flight. I think flight? they would try to go with flight. Like, as good as webbing sounds from infrastructure and Spider-Man logic, people would probably want the ability to fly more because they would be more mobile. Either that or, like, a trait of, like, an animal that makes you stronger, like, physically stronger. Personally, I feel like from, like, just a society standpoint and, like, what society would probably want would also be gills more so than flight because flying, yes, you travel places faster, but if you're able to breathe underwater, you now have so many more opportunities to explore parts of the world that are very rarely explored and very generally expensive, so. I'd argue there's actually less opportunities to explore if you have gills because, like, you don't resist the pressure of the ocean, so you would just be skimming off the top at most. That's yeah. true. That's true. I feel like a lot of humanity would want to go with, like, um, wings, as we said earlier, but imagine how much you'd have to change about the human anatomy for us to be able to fly, and even then it's not guaranteed that everyone will fly yeah, exactly. because of weight and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. We are wibbly-wobbly how... creatures. Indeed. And think about like the common day infrastructure that we already have and how much that would have to change if we all were a decent amount wider. Like mm. doorways would, would have to be enlarged. If we have wings as big as, as we are talking about, then it's just going to be a oh, huge yeah. hassle. Like you think about it, our doorways might be too small now. The other issue yeah. is um, tall buildings, I mean, like, that restricts a lot of the kind of airflow, and it's not, if you see larger birds and stuff like that, they can't turn easily. So having such sharp kind of city structures would be pretty dangerous if you were to run into a building and crash through the glass, for example. I think tall buildings would still be fine. I think we would have a more literal form of air traffic control. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't our bones also have to be less dense so there's more probability of breaking them? That's actually true, because like there are birds who have like hollow skeletons, so it's quite mm. possible the amount of broken bones would skyrocket. And would our feet slash our ankles even be able to support the rest of us now that our bones are hollow, as you said? The only issue with that is that you're starting to transition into having more than one trait. If we're specifically specifying wings, then everything else stays. So our bones would remain solid and stuff I like mean, that. And our well, structure would remain solid. But what would it take to make us be able to fly? What things would we have to lose to be able to properly maintain that trait and not have it be useless? Like, here's the thing. There's two things you have to consider. The fact that what would you have to do to get this one trait, or the idea of, if we're talking one trait, do you get wings but aren't able to fly with them? Um, because you don't see birds with arms, and that's because if you've got wings and then you've got your body and you have shoulders, you've got these arms dangling around, that isn't particularly aerodynamic and it's excess weight. So we'd probably have to lose arms and have something like a pterodactyl's arms where it has the small fingers on the tip of the things, and personally... I wouldn't really want little pterodactyl hands at the end of my wings. I feel like that'd be really hard to kind of get nitty gritty with a fork and knife. What if you had the smelling power of a bloodhound or a dog of similar caliber? Wouldn't it make like places like restaurants hell for you? Because you'd have so many different smells going through your nose at once. Mm. I, I feel like it would be helpful in some places, but some people like sewage workers and that sort of thing. It would oh, yeah. be absolute living hell for them. 
it might encourage us to start thinking more eco-friendly because the tips would probably cause most people to faint with all the burning plastics and other crap that goes on in there. I mean, so, so who knows? Maybe that ability would make us I'm more eco-friendly. From- there are some insects and microorganisms that could eat plastic. That wouldn't we- be a bad one. It wouldn't be bad because it would basically mean it'd be so much easier for us to be sustainable as just people could just eat plastic now. Just eat the rubbish we made. So what I'm getting from all of this is that there are many animal traits we can take, but also so many of them would require us to lose things or require so much other effort to have. So... Do you think we should just have the coolest thing that just works, or do you think we should have the most practical animal trait that requires the least amount of loss? When I think about it, the coolest ones I obviously think of is flying and breathing underwater. But the problem is, you'd have to say, oh, I want wings, and then not be able to fly. Or say, oh, I want to breathe underwater, and can't go very far underwater. I think one of the best things we as a human race could actually ask for is octopi and their ability to change as quickly as possible. Like, for us as humans, it takes many, many generations to get to where we are today. For them, it'll probably take two, three, five to get where they're able to survive in cold water. Are you saying, like, growth? Like, increased growth? Dakira actually has something that I was going to bring up as well. Say, Wayne, like, actually, what she was talking about is the whole idea of um, more adaptive evolution where... You, like, again, what you said, the octopi can adapt over two, three generations to adapt to a climate extremely quickly, um, more so than, like, most creatures on this planet. Not only that, but if we didn't want to go the evolution route, the ability to be extremely flexible and basically move like liquid would be pretty nice. You could actually become liquid in your chair and be nice and comfortable, know where you were. I don't know. I think one of the main reasons that works so well for... Uh, octopi is because they actually are in liquid. If we were just moving around, I feel like that would be more of a hindrance because, well, we just couldn't do as much. I well, feel. the reason like octopuses can do that is because they don't have much bone or any bone. I actually, mm. I'm not sure, but the point is like their body is basically the equivalent of just a sack. Mm. Yeah, There's they have probably have to remove most of our bones. Yeah, they have cartilage that are basically is the substitute for bone so it's flexible it's like a it's a cartilage like material it's very flexible and it's very stuff like that but it can be rigid and it needs to be and that's I like mean, my if point we think to... about it like heavy lifting would be near to impossible for example mm. oh we've got yeah cranes. like a deadlift like you wouldn't be able to do that if you were pretty much liquid we've got cranes they can do the job yeah mm. however there is something that we could take from octopus or octopi or even What's the word? Octopuses? Chameleons, which oh, is the ability oh. to change color. Oh, yeah, being able oh. to so, change I mean, our we hue. Could, My we question could take that. is, is it just changing your hue or could you dictate it? Like, is it just adapting to what's around you or could you actively control it so you could have like cool symmetrical patterns all over your skin? I think of it most like the cuttlefish where it is controllable. The thing is like the way the cuttlefish works is it can change its color the way it does it is by changing your internal body temperature. Yeah, by changing your temperature, you'll become more this. I believe frogs can also do that sort of thing. Frogs do actually, I believe, the opposite. They can change their body temperature, but it doesn't result in their color change. Oh, by their color. Yeah. Yeah, because the darker color you are, the more heat you take in. Yeah. 
I wonder if you could get so refined that you could have at any moment, any sort of tattoo design you wanted. You're like, oh man, I like this section of my arm to have like a cool flaming sword. And you just change the pigments of your arm to have that design. If you got good enough at controlling That'd be it. cool. I don't know if it would practically work the same way. Because keep in mind, you'd have to change your internal body temperature. And if we're still going with human as a base, I don't imagine you could keep it up for long. No. Because we no. have yeah. a very distinct temperature we need to be. I feel like scientists would go for the practical route to help us as humanity, but everyone else would want the really cool stuff. Yeah, so what I'm getting from this is that we could choose so many things, but they have a lot of drawbacks, usually. Uh, James? It's almost like the world and everything we deal with is cause and effect, and changing one thing causes a domino effect of other things to change. I see. Uh, yeah, because the animal specifically evolved to become that way. They've changed their body in a way that makes everything work in harmony, which is the same as we did. So if you're introducing new genomes that completely change the human being, what's going to happen to us? Mm. Like, what would most likely happen is huge, massively horrible mutations, which probably would result in different effects for different people, most likely. We wouldn't get one consistent thing. Yeah. It's like everyone has a different skin color. Everyone has a different hair color. It just depends on who you are as a person and what's passed down to you. How your genetics work. Yeah. Wow. I was expecting us to be able to reach some kind of consensus on what we think is awesome, but we we just haven't been able to because we've always managed to find holes in all of it. We could just like throw out the window of the implications for a bit and just say, all right, in one sentence, what would you want? Just, like, completely forget about the implications for a bit. Because, like, obviously there's a lot. Do we want to go through it? AJ? I'm thinking axolotl healing. Like, you can replace your own limbs and stuff. Um, axolotl healing is pretty cool. But personally, I think I would go with the uh, octopus's ability to adapt really quickly. Because it's just, there's so many possibilities. And, you know, I might turn out to be an alien in, like, five days, but probably not. Dakira? I think I would most likely like to climb walls. Or something like that. Just being able to move around freely. Think about how much money you would save in stairs. Exactly. Elevators, gone. Stairs, gone. I think overall, I'm probably going to have to agree with AJ that axolotl healing would probably be the best for humanity, as it would likely save a lot of lives. But personally, I think flying would probably be the coolest. Agreed. Yeah. But uh, with that, I think I'll probably wrap it up. I didn't expect us to have so many ideas. Mm. Uh. Who would like to go next? AJ, you've prepared a question for us. Would you be willing to share it? You have all the species of all the animals around the world. And suddenly, everyone in the world could talk to them. You could talk with each of them in a given language, either English or some sort of human-based language. Now, out of all the species, which one would you say is the rudest? Not to uh, be a little biased to the Australian outback, but I would have to say... Something like a magpie or a cockatoo? If we're going into the Australian outback, I don't know, saltwater crocodiles seem pretty uh, angry. Well, saltwater crocodile just sees something edible as like food. It's not actually Mm. angry or anything. I feel like something that would be the most rude is something that spits on us already. So think llama, alpaca, camel. Something that already annoys us and does a sign that we already think is rude. Mm. Yeah, like, you could just say chimps for the sake of, oh, they throw fecal matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. 
originally when I was thinking this is you'd first have to think about the species in sort of a bubble. It's like, what would make them rude? And the first thing that came to mind was like, oh, whichever species is the most angry or the most easily aggravated. Well, then so, again, with what I said before, magpies and like cockatoos. <laughs> again, maybe again, biased. I have been rudely, rudely assaulted by them and they have damaged my precious tomatoes. But like, realistically, not many other birds that I've encountered at least just swipe you randomly. Magpies notably do that because everyone's experienced. Everyone's seen the science. Because like, in reality, the reason magpies swoop people is because they're protecting their young. They're not actually angry. And that's even if they are rude, it's during spring. And that's yeah, about it. Because it. it's really only the time where they're they have their young because they're protecting it, obviously, like AJ said. And I mean, it's not rude, per se. That's more maternal love. Counterpoint. Have you seen an angry mother? They they could have some pretty fierce words to say. I'm still going to keep with magpie, even if it's like in a specific scenario of spring mother protecting child anger, which is half justified. Yeah. I actually get that because like it makes sense. I'm not saying they're not rude. What I'm saying is they're not rude 24-7. Like, mm. I was expecting more like the rudest race would be a race that's constantly like okay. this. Are we equating anger to rudeness? I would say that's the easiest way of okay. guessing. There's probably other ways you could probably go about it, but anger is most likely the guiding thing that would well, help our decisions I from the start. I think a good point to make is quite possibly something like a tiger snake, which is very aggressive and very angry, or could even go to a rattlesnake. Uh, I think uh, the first one especially is a very, very angry creature and would quite possibly be very rude. Mm. Snakes, for the most part, are just territorial, though. They're not necessarily angry. They're just scared. Uh, I don't know. Uh, snakes in general, yes, but tiger snakes, from memory, chase you. What about cats, then? Because everyone sees them as a very rude animal as it is already. You say that, but I have two, like, amazing angel-like cats that just love people and uh, are awesome. To that, I say the exception, mm. not the rule. Obviously, generalization of all species here. You can't say, oh, every crocodile is amazing because this one didn't eat me that one time. Very true. Um, the other thing to consider is, much like with people, nature versus nurture. Because you can have a husky, which, if you've ever had a husky, howls like the devils, and it can be the sweetest, laziest thing that ever exists. It's just a giant dog-shaped pillow. While you could have a chihuahua, who oh. is for some ungodly reason, the most aggressive thing ever, and just barks, actually, yips, and all that jazz. That brings me to my next point. I was actually going to add on to this. Originally, I said was the rudest species, but if you consider, like, subbreeds or, like, smaller varieties of a certain species, does that, like, change your opinion anyway? Like, the oh. chihuahua example, we're not talking dogs, we're talking chihuahuas. Oh, so, like, Siamese cat versus Himalayan cat Yes. Instead of all cats versus dogs. In that case, I definitely think the Chihuahua is a significant contender. But at the same time, if we're going by all dogs in general, well, most dogs in general are seen as lovable and friend yeah. of man. By that logic, if we're going by each species as a whole, dogs would be out. But if we're going subspecies, I think Chihuahua would be I very mean, high. The way I view it is like with dogs, it's like for every one Chihuahua, you have 20 pups yeah. or equivalents. That's pretty fair. So, James? Notably, again, another sort of childhood story. Roosters, specifically ones that bred for cockfighting, that would be a probably a very extreme sort of angry creature. And I bet because it's a sort of cage fighty animal, it would throw, hurl 
rude insults as like opposing cockfighting chicken. So I think that a cockfighting rooster would be a big contender. Well, I mean, you see like tons of like roosters in captivity and like your standard breed of rooster just attacking other males and even females and such. I'm biased against this because I have a, a humongous fear of chickens and roosters. I can see them being a very rude animal because they have scratched me so much in the past when I was just walking past their cage and they have tried to attack me. Meanwhile, I have the opposite like thing because for the most part, when Sean said snakes, I've had such a large experience with a variety of snakes that I actively can't see them as angry. Along, it's the same with like spiders. I held a tarantula when I was like five. I don't see them as angry. Mm. I can't. Can't see a boop noodle as angry, man. The boop noodle is non-angry. As a sort of side topic, I feel like spiders would be more like seductive as a trait if they could talk because like they lure you in. But that's just a side note. What? I imagine more like Charlotte's Web. Like, Charlotte from Charlotte's Web. More of, like, just chill, generally alright, probably a bro you could have a drink with. And then if you try to wreck their web, or if you try to go at them, then they're like, back off, mate, I'm not gonna deal with this. And yeah, like your standard bar friends. Yeah, sounds good. I can say, though, one species that comes to mind is probably the one species that's gotten the closest to killing me, and that's actually a female ferret. Really? We found one in our, like, backyard, going through our chicken stuff, and like eggs and stuff and we caught her and i tried to have a look at her through the cage we caught her in and she almost scratched my eye out oh my mom used to have ferrets when i was younger and we had to get rid of them because the ferrets kept trying to claw me oh, when i was no. a baby yeah that doesn't sound like a very pleasant situation to be in ferret baby food sean but, do you have anything uh, i was mainly just gonna say so we seem to have chihuahuas for the subspecies and as species as a whole uh, what do you guys think is there anything worse than chihuahuas because the first thing that comes to mind for me is like maybe paper wasps Ooh. yeah like some sort uh, of wasp because because you can't say bees because they're just protecting what's around them plus they'll die if they sting you yeah. so yeah, yeah well, for the, the most part bees are chill bees are pretty well, chill thing with wasps is that wasps. most of them are actually also chill it's um only a few subspecies that are actively aggressive well, most of them actually pollinate is... in um a not similar way but in their own way like bees and most of them just keep to themselves and protect stuff which is why i specified paper wasp exactly because we're we're trying to figure out if there's something worse than chihuahuas i feel like paper <laughs> wasps would be a very i think tiger snake could be a contender well we're kind of getting back to the issue of where we're picking specific sub breeds or like species of the um type of animal so maybe a general animal like a general overview animal that's most aggressive Angry. Well, that's hard because there's different, like, varieties of specific animals. Because, like, you can't say all mice because all mice behave very differently. Or you can't say all tigers because there's actually a very distinctly different personality per breed. Well, you can't say all humans are rude or all humans have a specific type of accent exactly. because we're all different. Exactly. Mm. But that's kind of hard. Thing. We're trying to be general. Uh, I still think chihuahuas are up there, Oh, though. definitely. Yeah. I'm going to remain adamant on a male cockfighting chicken. So our top threes happen to be a tiger snake, a chihuahua, and a rooster. <laughs> Can I just say, fourth place was a paper wasp? Yeah, okay. Um, and, and if we go even further back, we can also consider the fact of monkeys throwing feces. Like, this is an extensive list. There is. I feel like monkeys are more pranksters, though. And, like, I feel like if a monkey was to speak, they would more be, like, bad puns all the time, every Joking second. around. 
like yeah. similar to like Madagascar. What about yes. dolphins? I don't know. They're pretty okay. Dolphins save people. Like there's been cases of dolphins act- actively saving people. So I, mean, I doubt it. But don't dis flipper. But yeah, at the same time, there have been reports of dolphins assaulting people and assaulting people in a very specific way that is a bit too adult for this podcast. <laughs> for the most part, humans are good by nature, but there are people who do this. You can't just lump all of them with the one occasion. Like, just because a shark ate a person doesn't mean it's evil. It actively means it was hungry and found something edible. I don't know. If we're going in a subspecies, Again, I hear bull shark is pretty aggressive. Oh, yeah, actually. They can swim in freshwater yeah, as well. Yeah, scary thing. They? they could, like, swim upstream. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I-, I lump them in with the tiger snakes, to be honest. Okay. I- honestly, that makes sense. I- I'll take that. So, uh, yeah, I think we've come to the conclusion I mean... that there's a lot of them. I mean, like, in reality, we were also sort of diving into bugs with the paper That's wasps. True. Think of how many annoying bugs there are, like mosquitoes. <sighs> oh, mosquitoes. Okay, I feel like they wouldn't be very rude, though. I feel like they'd just be more of the type of thing that's like, ah, yes, the only way that I can get food is by coming into your bedroom and sucking your blood. Actually, in I'm reality, sorry. when you think about it, most animals aren't rude. They're simply doing what they need to survive. They're not evil or bad or anything. They're just doing what they need to do to survive. Most. And then there's chihuahuas. I mean, yeah, and I feel like mosquitoes wouldn't be rude. They'll just, like, bug you, to put it in that way. They're just like, come on, man, let me let me live. An alternative thing is that they're actually very formal and very posh. And they're like vampires, minus the undead part. And they're very posh they and they're very ask like... ask you for your blood. Bleh, I want to suck your blood. Hey, hey, you don't know what all the buzzing in your ear is. They might be trying to communicate. Uh, I, I've had moments where I've actually gone to sleep. And the thing is, like, I'm allergic to mosquitoes. And there was one night I heard, like, this buzzing around my ear. I was like, I, I couldn't go to sleep for a good 30 minutes because I knew I was going to oh, get no. bit. Oh, no. Well, I think that sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah. So our top three was, in no particular order, Chihuahuas, the Tiger Snake, and what was the other one? A combination of Paper Wasp and Rooster, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the top most, four. The most alike creatures ever to exist. Well, oh, no. I don't know. They could be like, they just might not like others for the most part. No, I like, I as overall, in similar. Oh. They are, uh, yes, the most similar species. <laughs> I think overall, though, when you think about it, uh, there isn't, like, as we point out, there's nothing in common with these things. It's not a given for a specific thing or breed or species to be rude. It just sort of happens sometimes. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Hmm. I think overall, uh, animals are just, in general, pretty chill and are pretty fine. They're not trying to piss you off or be mean. They're not trying to kill you. They just live in them lives. Peace out, bro. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't think we could really pin down this um, angriest animal, but, like, definitely interpretive. Anyway, Dakira, you have actually an interesting, really interesting one. Uh, what would you like to share it? My question is somewhat like James's, but it's sort of twisted. So if you had access to cheat codes in real life, what cheat codes would you use and why? I kind of defined this as rewriting life itself instead of making something appear. And we're going to say that it's only you who has figured this out. So it's more akin to rewriting the laws of physics rather than plonking something down in the world. Yeah, unless it's money. And obviously you can change your personality with this sort of thing, like make yourself more charismatic. Hmm. Since we're using cheat codes, can we also use the command console 
in most PC games, like, say, Gmod. Well, I was thinking about adding modding as well, but I would say yes, because if you have access to one, well, you need the other to make it more fun. Yeah. The issue with um, accessing a control panel and being able to mod stuff into reality is that it kind of gives you every cheat code in one because you can just change the variables around. Like you could give yourself super speed or lower gravity, which would cause so many issues. But if you see what I mean. Yeah, I I think for... The first part of this, we'll probably just talk about cheat codes and then we'll go into mods. Because whenever I think of mods, I always think of changing everyone into Nicolas Cage. And that's it's probably not going to go well. It's also and the also, ideal world. Also oddly specific. How else are you meant to perfect the human race? So AJ, what sort of cheat codes are you thinking about? Well, I don't have any I would actively choose off the top of my head. The first cheat code I thought of, though, was like the Sims Billions cheat code, where it just gives you a million dollars just straight off. I don't know if I'd use that one, but that's the first one I can think of. So if I may um, ask a question, are we choosing things we would use as like beneficial or things we would think would be cool slash really fun to inflict onto others? Well, you can break that down into two categories when you discuss your own, but it's cheat codes nonetheless. So, I mean, it's whatever you fancy using. Small points. When you're using, like, game cheat codes, who uses it for the greater good? They use it to abuse the system. They don't intend it to be good for people. They want to break the game. Slash make the game easier? Or different. They want to change it for their benefit. Which is why, like, in The Sims, having heaps of money is really beneficial because you're making houses and more food. I mean... Bars. Yeah. Stonks. Stonks. So, for me, I don't do a whole lot of cheat code games. I I obviously know things like the Konami code and all of that, but the thing that springs to mind is either a cheat code that would essentially max out your stats or the skulls from the Halo games, which is... They're less cheat codes and more... Well, I suppose they could be considered cheat codes, because some of them are like invincibility, max ammo, that kind of stuff. So one I would probably use, the one that gives rare dialogue. So it would make all people everywhere say very, very strange things, and that would, I think, throw the world into chaos, which would be wonderful. The Like, if there's a cheat code that does, like, all unlocks, like... And you can basically like, ah, yes, I can unlock all the knowledge I need to be whatever career I want to be in the future. And just gives you that knowledge and you'd be like, yes, I've got it all. But my silly one, and one I think would benefit mankind the best, is from Saints Row 3 and 4, the mascot cheat, which makes everyone into a mascot costume. But how would so, that benefit be the, human, the human race? We get some weird, like, mascot-based racism. I got three questions there. So, one, yes, it would definitely be mascot racism. Two, how would it benefit the human race? It would just make everyone more comfortable in their skin and, you know, give people that extra bit of confidence. And Without well, their skin. Would they all be different or are they all the same mascot costume? Oh, they'll be different. They'll be like dogs, cats, giant eagles, devils, all that sort of stuff. Just big cacophony of different designs and colors. So again, furries. Well, yeah, I was gonna go there. <laughs> thank you for going there for me. Well, there's also like the fish. I mean, how is that it went, not? Where at the cricket game, it just eats random people. What cricket game have you been to? It's a uh, it's a video online. It's of a mascot, and I think it was meant to be a skit harassing a cleanup crew, and then the mascot eating and then you know devouring that cleanup crew. Oh god. You're getting into some I... weird, like, creepypasta crap right now. Yeah, except it's in the light of day, and it's not a creepypasta, per se, because it happened. 
Okay, I've thought of mine now, and it's way better than the mascots. Uh, no clip. For, for, for you guys who don't oh. know what no clip is, it's effectively just like you can fly around and walk through walls. And you can Ooh. actively just turn this on and off at will and just fly around or go through walls anytime you want. So you become Danny Phantom. Possibly more questionable as you're breaking into, like, shops to steal things. The I... issue with that is ending no clip while in an object. In a video game, it just um, pushes you up. In reality, you could get spliced and slashed in two, ending in a very gruesome end. Okay, but thing is, like, if you actively had that ability and you could turn it on and off at will, I think you'd get very used to the idea of don't use it inside of a wall. You'd also get careless, I think. Also, You'd start can to be I like, make... oh, I'm invincible now. Ha <laughs> ha, going through walls. Oh, flying around. Oh, I'm better than yeah. you, don't you know? Putting that aside, I think it would be quite similar to, I think it's the My Hero Academia. One of the characters can actually go through the floor and such. They can't breathe and they can't see. So what would happen if you note clip? You clip through everything. So could you see? Could you breathe? Well, the thing is, like, um, I actually know what you're referring to, and, like, the reason- it's, like, a superpower, and the reason he had that is because, like, he had everything pass through him, even light, and even, like, yeah. air. For no clip, you just pass through objects. Well, so I think it- I think you'd still be able to see and breathe. Well, I mean, theoretically, isn't light and air, like, objects? Not by game terms. Okay. Well, it's a, yeah, it's I, a cheat I, code. I can roll with that. It's a cheat code. It is, but it. I also feel like cheat codes would be uh, horrifyingly uh, misused uh, in the real life. I'm actually surprised we haven't talked about like the most common use for a cheat code, which is just basically skipping things you don't want to do. Like Groundhog Day. Like, like so, Groundhog Day, yes. So we've done a lot about benefiting and like the fact that like, oh man, if we had this, it would make life so much easier. I want to think about the inverse quickly. Because that opens oh, up God. some very interesting avenues, such as, like, hard mode and, like, hidden cheat challenge mode. Would you guys ever use cheats like that? Well, like, if you're really good at, like, oh, man, I just, like, I've done this so many times. I'm so good at it. I need a new challenge and I can't think of anything else. Maybe, like, reverse controls mode. Like, you just want to go reverse controls. How many? Wait, sorry. Let me interject. How many times have you lived through life? <laughs> well, if I start <laughs> like, going I'd like into... to point that out. How many times have you done the same thing over and over again in life and made it harder for yourself by reversing how your hands and feet work? I think it's different when you think about it, like, for a game, the reason you would make it more difficult is because you know what you're doing and want a challenge. You don't want to put a challenge on life, necessarily. I would think the opposite. Would you have a cheat code to make life easier? The reason I would do that is Just... I've accessed the uh, the infinite lives uh, cheat, and, well, I've been doing this a couple of times since it's starting to get a little bit boring. But you get one cheat. Infinite luck. Or, well, not uh -huh. infinite, but, like, max luck. We're going, like, Fallout 4 logic. Max out luck, you find, like, in a lunchbox a grenade launcher. Yeah, yeah, like, how would that work? <laughs> it's really weird. I feel this, like it's, this... um, Domino from Deadpool 2, where literally just everything goes away. She tries, like, someone tries to shoot her in the head, the gun jams. She just avoids all the sort of thing just because, you know, luck. Hand wave. It's just yeah, so convenient. I think that would be the most blissful experience ever. You just don't have to worry. Ever. Yes. The thing mm. is, 
How do you think your friends would respond to this? Because obviously you're changing. How are we categorizing luck? Because when you think about it, the luck could also apply to other people. Like you could get lucky and your friends could actually think cool things about it. Like, are we including that? Yes. No, luck affects all things. Okay, in that so... case, there's literally no one that would ever oppose you. Yep. The other issue is just no just one would about. ever would like want to play any sort of board game or any sort of stuff like that because you uh, would always be like, oh, look at that. I got my second James. double in Monopoly. But, but James, the thing is, if you're lucky, then they'll still play with you. Because the luck you know? also applies to the people who are playing and that luck could be they think of it as a good thing. Yep. They're, they're fine and they actually enjoy losing because you luckily... They luckily happen to think that way, or they're luckily this time are okay with that. I don't think it would work that way, personally. Mainly just because... Well, Sean just said it would. Well, like, in my interpretation of it, it seems more directly related to yourself. And like, oh, I luckily found the stuff. And because at that point, it almost starts seeming a bit like mind control and start dabbling into other abilities and stuff like that, so... I understand that. And at that point, it's not Sean's cheat code. It's more of your cheat code, James. Like, I mean, Sean's it, is like, every, nothing could go wrong. Yours okay, is like, let, let's you're defi- lucky. Yeah, let's define what? luck. Uh, AJ, James, everyone. I think let's define luck as something like that everything goes your way when it could not go your way. The best scenario always occurs. Yeah. Dakira, would you agree? Yeah, I feel like that's definitely how we as a human race would try to describe it. Because, I mean, it's luck. You don't really know. I guess that's still the, the avenue of like, when, just to finish off the luck conversation, where someone, if no matter what was going to happen, they were going to react badly. You could still have that because even if you're lucky, it's their personality and they can't change that aspect. It's not changing them, more of just like persuading them towards the best reaction mm. that they would give. And if mm. the best reaction happens to be bad for them, then that means there was no way of winning that situation. Yeah. Hmm. Like, it doesn't discount it, it just makes it incredibly unlikely. Like, you get where I'm coming from? I guess. Maybe just different perceptions of luck. Well, for a cheat code, it's just everything's going right. And that's how I would interpret it, at least. If we're talking actual luck, of course it wouldn't work this way. But it's a cheat code. Hmm. It's a cheat code. It's meant to help you somehow. Uh, You'd never trip again. (laughs) (laughs) Never again. Yeah, guys. Never again will I fall to that brick. With Max Luck, you are now immune to slipping over. You're immune yes. to disease. I'm gathering a lot what? of people have bad you luck. Luckily, here. avoid it. James, you would know I the have most. Weird I luck. Yeah. I feel like either changing yourself so you have more opportunities, or just making yourself more lucky in general is kind of the consensus. Is there anything else that I missed in that? The only thing I could think of, like, cheat code-wise that you would do is maybe, like, some sort of cheat code to end conflict. Because if you think about it, there's also cheat codes that skip you to the end of the game where everything's resolved. So within reason, you could say there is a cheat code that just causes world peace or something. That sounds like a dystopia, personally. But would that well, catapult you into the future? if there's no one around. It sounds so dystopian to me. <laughs> You can't have wars if there's no one around. It's just the idea of like a world peace or everything's over. It just sounds, it sounds so dystopian. Like everyone's happy all the time and everything is colorful and no one's ever angry. That sounds horrid, actually. I feel like that also has the capacity to catapult you into the future to the point where humans don't exist. Mm. It just catapults you to the future and it actually just speeds up the sun colliding with the earth. Yep. Do we have any uh, other sort of Chico's ideas? 
I still feel like unlocking stuff that you're not meant to get yet. Because, I mean, what would that even be? Oh, oh. Actually, speaking uh, of that, secret levels. Like, unlock secret levels. Guys. You got a date. Marriage. No, 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 guys, guys. Area 51. Oh, the aliens. We can get them. The so secret I, level with the aliens. So. Yep. We, we, fi- we finally break into Area 51. That's, that's the cheat code. Continue on with the, the dystopian thing. We haven't talked about maxing out someone's relationship with, like, yourself. That's kind of messed God. up. Like, that... Oh, I agree. Oh. Uh, it depends what relationship you have with them and if they're on board with it, I guess. I think regardless oh, like... of the relationship, if you are using a cheat code to force someone into, like, being in a certain relationship level with you, that has a lot of... A lot of implications that are not not good. Just oof. Like a lot of consent who, issues. Imagine all the people who have like celebrity crushes. Oh, that's actually really bad when you think about it. That's really creepy. And, oh. and it, it even extends to children. Like if you could just don't even cross that no, bridge. No, no, no. Just spawn a child. Just be like, yes, you're a child of five years because I didn't want to deal with your baby stage because it's a pain in the ass. Like, it's like Sims where you give them a birthday cake and force them to age up. Yeah. Oh. You're a teenager now. You're an adult now. You're now older than me. What if you were able to edit a person's body? Like, I feel like that would be so... Wrong. Just- yeah. Well, I feel like they could go both ways, to be honest. If it was consensual, then I feel like you would create the best beauty salon ever. Small point. It'd make people who have, like, body dysmorphia love you. Because you could just offer to fix them. Yeah. That is... Well, offer to, like, change that... to what they want. For the most part, though, with cheat codes, it's just getting morally questionable when it's not just you being affected. Because as soon as it starts affecting Agreed. other people, it's crosses that line of not even just consent but like people might enjoy the way they are and suddenly being like super ripped randomly might be horrifically disgusting to them what you're saying is i'm not allowed to suddenly make the one guy i don't like bald hey don't do anything to my hair please i could never get rid of your luscious hair Mm. can't get rid of the man bun it's too glorious so yeah, I think a big part of this, if it was something that existed, is having a system where, like, maybe a rule of the conditions could be you don't affect other people, or like, if it was implemented in society, maybe there'll be laws against using cheat codes against other people. But keep in mind, it's just you, and no one else is aware that this is about to happen. Yeah, really only you have unlocked the power. That you know of, obviously. Mm. Like, you heard a rumor one day of doing this specific thing, and you're like, oh, let's do it. Oh, what have I got to lose? I have you nothing do the else con- to You do the Konami life. code, and you press select, and it's just your belly button. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do the time warp as the cheat code. You have to dance to it completely. I, I would be down for that. It would that get tedious, but, like, what other dance would be the best? It'd be a pretty cool way to unlock the cheat code. Yeah, so what's our consensus sort of cheat that we'd all like to use? Or maybe if we have a couple, what are those? Noclip is up there. I'm not too big on Noclip, but I think for like as a consensus, I think a lot um a lot of us like agreed on skills and like abilities such as stuff like that. Surprisingly none of us actively said we would use Chico's to get richer. Uh, it's I don't so want to crash cliche. the economy, thank you. <laughs> I yeah, I felt like getting either perks or unlocking really cool stuff. I could just sell the really cool stuff or I could get money with that doesn't sound right. 
Or you could get money with your newfound talent. Yeah. Great. It's like the idea of the um the man and the fish. You give a man a cooked fish, he has dinner for one night. If you give a man cheat codes so you can make all the fish he ever wants, as well as build a house and be able to program the internet, then he's a god. I don't remember that part of the saying. Really? I always like told plot. potato I... potato, right? Tomato so... potato. So AJ's for no clipping, James and I are for perks, slash unlocking secret items. Sean, what do you want? I definitely think perks would be up there, but I personally want to live the blissful uh, existence of Max Luck. Okay. So, that sound awesome. That does so, sound pretty good. Domino from Deadpool I don't have too. to think. Yeah, I don't have to Except think. Better. I don't have to function. I just have to want to do something, and it happens for me for some reason. It's just the standard interpretation of luck and, like, people with extreme luck, but better. Yes. Mm. So that sounds pretty good. So we're all pretty into cheat codes, unless you're violating another person's privacy or consent. Yeah, that last one was certainly weird and went to some very odd places. Um, anyway, I think that's all we have for tonight. So, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Um, overall thoughts? Well, I mean, today is our first official episode. So, I mean, that's exciting. The only thing I can add is the fact that James has used, like, several different methods of measuring time and i've lost track and now i'm having a midlife crisis and panicking a little okay well i count 5 30 as afternoon it i hit night at six i was i was going for an artistic touch where i make sure that it doesn't sound like we record this even though we record this anyway sean any concluding thoughts I'm glad we could properly discuss what was the angriest animal. Yeah, we actually kind of came Slash. full circle. We um started with wading stuff into existence, like literally creating stuff. Then we went into what animal traits we want, then what was the angriest animal, and then we ended off with cheat codes, which again is changing the fabric of reality. So it came very nicely full circle. More like a pentagon. Oh no. Yeah, because... Our second and third question, our second question was making humans more animal-like, and then our third question was making animals more human-like. It got mm. weird. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. That's the best type of weird. Anyway, thank you all for hearing us tonight. Uh, I hope you enjoyed, and we'll hopefully see you next week or whenever we do this, and we may even have some new interns to listen to. I've been James. I've been Sean. I've been AJ. And I've been Takira. We have been the hosts of Answers from the Unqualified.